Hi, how are you doing? Welcome to the Empathy Explorers podcast, the place where you'll find conversations with people that pursue their passion. They share the blueprint to their journey. Dive deeply into the habits and goals the fellow explorers share with us. So start packing and make sure you are ready for the journey. Hi Helena, thank you for uh, being a guest on this show. And thank you for inviting me, Rude. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we I, I saw a lot of people sharing your stories on Instagram, and that's what got me fascinated about you. And I started following you, and we had a yeah a lot of great conversations. I think. Yeah. Um, but for the people that don't know uh, who you are, can you give a bit of an introduction? Yeah, of course. So for everyone that's listening that don't know me, uh, I'm Helena. Uh, I run Instagram account called UX Effects that uh, is a collection of carousels uh, that talk about some best design practices, especially for the UI daily challenge. So you can find some information, what are the best practices, for example, for the sign-up process, for the checkout process and other interesting things, also for material design. And uh, I'm 24 years old and I have a background in IT. And since last year, I started focusing on becoming a UI UX designer. And that was the main thing why, why I started this Instagram account. Uh, so I started it to help me to learn something and to share it with others. So, yeah. That's a great introduction and a, a lot of uh, things that I wanted to dive deeper in. So that's a great, <laughs> uh, great introduction for yourself. <laughs> uh, so, uh, sorry if I, if I said too much already. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's okay. Okay. Uh, I, so were you uh, always, always interested in IT? Uh, yeah, um, I was just thinking about it, like, how did it all start? So, not so much in IT, but more in visual expression, let's say, and combining those two. Like, for example, I remember uh, when we got our first computer at home, like back in two, 2000 or something, uh, I used to love go and just paint in Microsoft Paint, you know, <laughs> I could spend hours and hours doing that. And yeah, that's, uh, that's so cool. I, I also did that in, in Paint, try to uh, yeah. make certain, certain uh, yeah, paintings for yourself. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, yeah, I think that is how most of us designers started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you, um, did you also share the, the things you made? Uh, I mean, I just uh, shared it with my family and like every 10 minutes was, oh, mom, come and see what I painted now. And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, nice. But <laughs> it wasn't so nice, but <laughs> it was very fun for me. Yeah. And just um, later on when I was in um, secondary school, uh, I had the blog. And I used to love adjusting it, like the theme of it, uh, playing with uh, HTML on it and just adding pictures and making it pretty. 
and just in general, I always love to draw and make some paintings and making uh, design dresses for my uh, Barbies and everything. So, yeah, that is that is how I um, how I started, let's say, as a child. I think uh, you had a lot of uh, different things that you tasted already then so hmm. quickly. Um, maybe, but it was all kind of um, the same theme, like everything about creativity and everything around the visuals, let's say, combined with some technology usage. Yeah, so, so uh, you made a blog for yourself. Did you actually make it for yourself in HTML or did you use some uh, kind of team uh, website or something? Like no, that? it was just on some uh, blog service, but uh, you could go and adjust the theme of it, which required some HTML and some coding, let's say. And I used to Google like, okay, how to change the background picture, how to add this to my, uh, to my corners or anything. So I used to love playing with that as well. But it wasn't like a pure HTML and CSS. It was just adjusting it. Did you also feel like uh, those creations were a bit of uh, putting everything that you see on the internet in one page? Like every cool thing that you saw, you tried it for yourself. F for me, it, um, th those first websites were also uh, like a, a gathering of tutorials that I followed. And then I had crazy buttons and gradient uh, backgrounds and like yeah 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 all those I, weird I, <laughs> I remember there was a lot of uh, animation and gifs you could put on your blogs and a lot of sparkly stuff and some quizzes and everything it, like it had everything just what you said like everything cool you saw you wanted to have it on your blog on your <laughs> website so yeah. yeah exactly is it uh do you still have it or do you have screenshots of it? Oh no, I think it's a long time gone. I don't <laughs> know if, if it's even uh, out there. I don't know what was the correct name of it or anything. I just know I had some posts about my life there and some other people commented and it was like my blog, but it was just for fun. Did, yeah, and did, when, yeah, did it also have some uh, some traction then? Were there some people uh, following that blog? I mean, it was more like follow for follow. Like, if I commented on somebody's post, they would go back and comment it on mine. And it wasn't like the real audience or creating anything valuable. So people would uh, follow you. It was just like for fun. Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, I feel like it's also a bit of the first step in in social media for, for you then. Yeah, 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 exactly. It was before Facebook and everything. So, yeah. And do you remember the MSN chat and everything? Yeah, yeah, I used it a lot. Yeah, like those were the times. When you get back from school and first thing you did was... Uh, 
put on a, the PC yeah. and check who is yeah. online and everybody that you saw on, on school was already yeah. online. So <laughs> yeah, 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 it was so cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you had a lot of uh, yeah tasting of design when you were early and you said you uh, did an IT study. Is, did it also come from that? Because it's a little bit more technical, I think. Mm -hmm. So when I was in high school, I thought I was going to be a psychologist because I really got interested in all kinds of psychology topics. And I thought, oh, after high school, I'm going to enroll into a psychology college. But um, it was really hard to uh, get into it. It required uh, a lot of effort to apply for it. And also my parents were against it because it's it's not so, so easy to find a job as a psychiatrist in our country. And now I'm actually glad that I didn't because this topic is very interesting for me, but more as a hobby and I couldn't imagine myself just solving other people's problems and listening to them every day. So I'm kind of glad that instead of that, I chose IT because um, it is a very prosperous profession. Like my parents also um, used to say, oh yeah, with IT you will get a job immediately. and uh, not a lot of people were going to that college, so I knew, oh, it's going to be easy to get into this college. So that is why I chose it. And I'm glad I did now. Yeah, I can understand. And do you feel like uh, your parents influenced your decisions a lot? Uh, mm, I mean... When I was younger, yeah, definitely, but I was always kind of stubborn, so, um, but yeah, I think it's normal. I mean, they want the best for you, so it, 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 it made sense to me, for example, if they wanted me to go to medicine school or anything in which I didn't have any interest, uh, they couldn't uh made me do it but this was like okay i had the support from them and also it made sense to me so yeah i can understand yeah and uh, yeah. do they have uh, a similar background in it or something or what did they uh, oh do? no 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 uh they're like quite older so um my father he was a real estate um agent and my mother was uh, was working in a shop so they don't have any kind of background okay. at that but you know they they just saw that this is um this is uh, an industry in industry ah, sorry <laughs> uh this is the interest uh, i i can say it Interesting. industry industry <laughs> uh yeah that's this is something which um, guarantees a job in our country. Yeah. And um, did you always know that you wanted to become something like a UX or UI designer 
uh, when you started the IT study? Uh, at first, I didn't even know that there was a profession like that. I thought that you had graphic designers and that you have web designers. So I always thought that I was going to be a web designer. Um, so uh, I used to learn a lot of HTML and CSS, but I didn't really enjoy the coding part. I always used to play with graphics and we even had one class where we uh, learned about Photoshop, Illustrator, Animate, Premiere and that was my favorite class because it was so creative but you just got the basics and then if you're interested in it you can explore more and expand your knowledge but it it wasn't after my internship like on my fifth year which was by the way last year <laughs> um, I had an internship and I went to a agency where they were specializing in design and branding and um, my, I was chatting with my mentor and she said like oh why don't you try to create a visual identity for some fictional company and then create a website for them like design it and I was like hum isn't this just for graphic designers like for the students that go to graphic school and uh, she showed me her portfolio and everything and she said like no I'm an UI UX designer and I was like oh yeah I heard about that but we never uh, talked about it in my college can you imagine like we just oh yeah there are UI UX designers but nobody knew what exactly that was so uh, it wasn't until last year when I really got into it let's say and started working on my knowledge in this field I feel like the term only recently got like a great uh, explanation for it in my mm -hmm. time when I, I went to college it's also wasn't actually a thing you were a web designer as you said or a graphic designer um, yeah everyone needed to learn uh, certain code languages and I feel like you can be a great UX designer without even knowing how to code so um, yeah exactly that changed a uh, lot I mean it's useful to know it just to know what are your limits like what are the boundaries and be aware of them when designing something because if the developers cannot code it then what's the point but um, yeah and it's a shame that I don't know we in Croatia we don't have any college where they they specifically teach you how to be an UI UX designer so um, I also saw an opportunity here because if you're not self-taught um, there will be no other designers which will compete with you in this field because you cannot go college and just have a diploma in this field so yeah that's also a, a great opportunity for you then in yeah. your, your country that if you yeah. are able to uh, stand out as a self-taught UX designer then you're yeah 
like you don't have a lot of uh, competition uh, then yeah exactly like uh i was on a presentation of some company uh it was at my college elena yeah we had a bit of a technical issue the audio cut off a bit uh we were talking about like i said the that there was not a real profession as a UX designer when we started. And then you said something about your uh, country that uh, uh, there are like no studies or colleges that teach that. Mm -hmm. So I've, I feel like you have a great opportunity for yourself if you're self-taught and you can um, yeah, show people your expertise in that. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, if you're a graphic designer, you can expand to be an UI UX designer and also coming from IT. So I think that my background is a plus for this as well. So, yeah, yeah. I think so as well. I, I think um, that's also a bit that you see in you, the content that you make. You are really focused on um, UX design, but it's also really the the technical side and how things are yeah. named how you can uh, use it exactly like some kind of design system that you use so yeah. i think i think the the content that you post on instagram it really resonates with how you actually studied and what you your background is so yeah thank you thank you yeah it, it was i don't know if i have any uh, projects in the future I can go back and refer to my posts like to see some of the technical stuff or something and I wanted for somebody else to to have these benefits as well like I don't know if you need to design a sign up process okay I have a post where you can find out what are the best practices, what should you put, what sh you shouldn't put, and just to be some kind of a guidance for you in your thought process and your just creation process. So, so uh, that was you, my goal. You said, like, uh, is it a, a bit of the, the path that you chose? Um, you want pe people to teach... Uh, you want people to learn that as well. Yeah, I think it's good to share knowledge. Like there are so much free resources out there that I just wanted to make a contribution as well. And also just for networking purposes and who knows, maybe one day you can also get clients out of it and it can just be an add to your CV or something like I didn't really think about it that way when I started I just wanted to to help it to keep me motivated and to keep studying and now since my Instagram grew a bit and I met a lot of people on Instagram I'm even chatting with one now um, so yeah, there are a lot of opportunities and who knows, I'm really glad that I started with my IG. Yeah, well, when um, 
I started looking at your post and like the, the first post started in October or something, October of last mm -hmm. year. Um, yeah. Were you still at the internship back then or? Um, no, like I was finishing my master thesis at the time and just to graduate, I graduated in December. And uh, the topic of my thesis were, was UI UX design for mobile app. And um, I was doing like the whole project from personas, user journey, like the whole process. And I made around 100 screens and the prototype and everything. And uh, I was researching like what should be the size of the buttons, uh, how should the grid look like, blah, blah, blah. And I also did this project to put it in my portfolio. So that is how the material design series started because I was doing this project for Android and I had to study material design. And uh, then I wanted to see what other things can I add to my portfolio because I didn't have any clients, but I needed a portfolio. So I came across the UI daily challenge and I saw all these tasks and I thought, oh great, I'm going to do them. And then I started doing them, but I was like, oh wait, but uh, how should how should I make a landing page? Like, what are the best practices for it? And I I didn't want to just um, create the visual for it, but also wanted to make it in a way that gives the best user experience. So that was at that time when I was finishing my uh, master thesis to graduate. Yeah, I just... Um... Like a week ago, I had a bit of a conversation with my girlfriend about uh, content to put out. And we also talked about the thesis I did, with, which also involved uh, UX design and a lot of research, actually. Mm -hmm. um, do you still put content out that um, from research that you made in with that thesis? Um, not really, but that's like that's a good idea like creating personas and creating wireframes for example yeah i could reuse some of that knowledge because i have a whole notebook like with my um with my notes which which i took when i was just doing this research so yeah this is a good idea thank you <laughs> yeah i think um yeah we also uh, said to each other like it's full of actual content if we just chop it up in little pieces because you study for like six months on one certain subject and you have so much research so much mm. books and input and videos and uh, everything that you can actually use to also teach others uh, what yeah. you did and the whole thesis is too big for anyone on Instagram to uh, learn in like the the 10 seconds that they scroll yeah. past your uh, past your post but if you can chop it up in, in little pieces you can get a lot of content out of it I think exactly yeah and 
it's also a good reminder for yourself or you can also expand some of that knowledge some of that research you did so yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, some things to take away from that is that you can also look back on what you already did and see if you mm -hmm. can uh, improve on that or get little pieces out of it because it's um, sad to to lose it all and just uh, focus on all the new things that you uh, come across yeah exactly um, for instance I had an, a research about the uses usage of icons and the, mm -hmm. uh, the audience that was supposed to see the icons had um, I did an A-B test with a really simplistic new icons that represented what the product was. For instance, a uh, camera that looked really modern. And on the other side, I had an, an icon from a camera that looked like an 80s camera, you know, with the big thing behind it, um, with the recording that you need to put in um, mm -hmm. to see if they recognize if um, if it says what is an IP camera that stands for a camera that transmits um, via, uh, via the internet mm -hmm. and like the, most of the audience picked the right one that the 80s camera like the old one oh wow <laughs> and, and, and that made me realize like you can also think um like okay i i use the, the exact word i used the, the modern webcam that is actually an uh, ip camera um but people don't recognize it as a yeah. camera so they pick the other one yeah you see the importance of user testing in yeah. this example yeah, yeah. And exactly that's what you can show to like the client that you have um who will always say no but the left one is the ip camera because that is what we sell yeah and yeah, th yeah that's what going what's going to the customers but then you can show them well the customer doesn't know what an ip camera is so maybe you need to put out content so they know what it is or you can stick to the the one that's tested right now yeah so the, exactly. the, that was a cool uh, little insight that i had from the research that i i did yeah, that, that is exactly why why some businesses are more successful than others because they test on their customers or on their users. So, yay, yeah. UX research all the way. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, do you find it um, you're a freelancer now, right? Um, I'm currently... I'm currently nothing. <laughs> Let's say, just like in, that. in between uh, things, but you, mm, yeah, yeah. You, you had, uh, did you have a lot of uh, or a couple of freelance projects for yourself? Uh, I had some like um, just fake projects. Let's say just to put in my portfolio, and other projects were just like some not so meaningful projects from freelancer or fiverr or 99 designs but okay. it was just a way for me to to kind of learn something and to get some money out of it but it was more just to uh to get me started let's say yeah okay yeah, yeah. 
because uh, I feel like uh, UX research is really hard to sell to clients if you're like the only one uh, doing yeah. it as a freelancer or something. I, I think it's only valuable for like clients that get big budgets and really try to make something new out of a website or an app or and yeah. they, they hire like a big agency where they have yeah, exactly. a whole design team with uh, maybe five or six designers with uh, a graphic designer, a UX designer, uh, yeah. all, all those things. Yeah, I think, I mean, um, a lot of clients that hire freelancers, they, they just need some part of this process because they don't have a big enough budget to to get the whole thing, let's say, or they will get the whole thing, but not a very good quality job if yeah. they don't have a big budget. And if they have a big budget, then they will probably uh, pick an agency. So yeah, yeah, that that is that is uh, kind of a problem, let's say, or. Um, discussion whether it's better to be a freelancer or to work in an agency yeah or maybe we can find a, a solution to implement it as a freelancer as well somehow uh, I, yeah. I don't know the solution right now but uh, i think um, people are getting more and more creative uh, even in times like this when mm -hmm. uh, we need to cut costs and everyone needs to uh, yeah, count their budget and all. But maybe we, we can yeah, find some solution for like small budget clients to also create an UX-based uh, research uh, design for something. Yeah, I think, I think we should spend some time I mean, if the client is willing to um, just spend some time on educating them like why is it important and show them some case studies which show how important that part of the research was and how much it increased the revenue of some other client so maybe that that would be a way to get it started yeah that's, I don't know. that's a good idea actually a good way to start i think if they uh, know that they're uh, customers' opinion really matters. Um, yeah. The, and if they are a, able to do some kind of research for themselves, for instance, like uh, an interview every, or um, uh, some questions f f through email every year or every quarter of a year or something, that could be really yeah. valuable to us as the designers to create something that really works for your, your clients. For your customers yeah and, and it doesn't even have to be expensive or complicated there are so many ways on to get some feedback from the clients uh, from the clients users nowadays so you didn't like the most basic one would be just to create some google form and send it out and then you have the whole data you don't have to analyze everything like everything is shown to you so that would be a cheap and an effective way in my yeah. opinion yeah great advice yeah uh, thank you <laughs> uh, um you are in your post you're 
added a lot of posts about material design. Mm -hmm. um, what fascinates you about material design? Um, I don't think that it has to do something with the fascination. It's just um, I started doing it because, as I said, uh, of this thesis, so I had to uh, research it a lot because I was doing the design for Android and uh, I was quite surprised how much uh, information they have on their sites like um, they get really <laughs> yeah uh, and I don't know I just started doing it and uh, there's a lot of topics to cover and when I run out of the topics for the material design, I'll probably switch to iOS. So, yeah. <laughs> you got a ton but of for... yeah, content then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always something to, uh, to research and create content about. Yeah, I, 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 know, I know when... Um, I think they announced it like... When did they announce it? Like 2014 or something? Um, yeah, something about that, I think. Yeah. I was, I was watching some YouTube video where um, those Google designers, like how they created the material design, and um, they were really like uh, cutting out papers and seeing how how the how the shadows naturally fall and how how should we design an app that um, that resembles like the real appliances the real buttons and so on and that is why they created this material design guidelines so it was interesting to watch that yeah uh, indeed for the listeners that don't know material design is as elena said it's like a design system that google uh, invented for themselves for all their uh, apps and programs that they make and it's based on the real world and how real things uh, act when you use them for instance like pushing a button um, the shadows that the light creates what day in and out the weight that things have when they're stacked on each other and how that's implemented in an online world and it's really fascinating to look you can see it on i think it's material.io yeah yeah and yeah. There, there you can see all the components and i think the videos are also on there i can uh, share them in the, the notes actually to watch them because they're really fascinating as you said they were cutting out like papers and stacking them yeah. onto each other and taking pictures of how does the shadow look when uh, there are two items on top of each other and yeah, how, yeah. how would they switch and like there are a, a ton of things that they um, they use for that so that's really interesting and uh, I also feel like um, designs that use material design as a system for themselves they show re uh, real uh, really natural actually they feel really yeah. natural when you use them. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is the name? Like when something is uh, like intuitive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, ex exactly. Yeah. 
Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm not. I didn't really research um, the iOS design, so I'll have to see what are the differences and because I I always used to use Android. I never used an iPhone, for instance. Same so, for me. So. <laughs> yeah, so Android, Android crew. Yeah, yeah. Um, I recently got an iPad, and it's really, uh, I think it's really intuitive. But I need to know like all the gestures, and uh, I, I feel like I'm really stuck at the moment. But I think that will improve mm. uh, when using it more. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm interested to find out more about the ios side as well yeah I, I don't know if they have a real design system for them for the usage of ios apps actually um i think they also have some guidelines but i don't know if it is as detailed as material design but i know they have some guidelines hmm. at least for developers so i think they have it for designers as well for um, like the material design, one of the things that I really found super intuitive are, are the, the way the in input fields work. When you mm. like type something that the, um, the text moves to the top and it gets an active color around it and then you can type and the, um, what, what, what is it called? Like the label, it's not a placeholder, but the label that sticks to the top and the text goes underneath the, the label. So I feel that's really intuitive and it yeah. saves also space for like mobile usage. Yeah, I think they, they did a really great job with it. Like you don't have to use all the suggestions that they, that they um, say, but um, if you use them, you will sure do a great job in designing something. But also, of course, you can you can do some things on your own. Yeah, the, it allows you this freedom as well. Yeah, I feel like the, uh, the way that the input fields work, we used to uh, do that like for 10 websites in a row and then it would literally feel, literally feel like you did uh, the same website 10 times uh, that's the only thing that i have with it it's it's a great uh, source of uh, design usage but if you use it for like everything that you make then everything kind of feels the same yeah yeah it, it feels as if you are just copy pasting everything yeah but never change your winning team. So it's, um, it's also one of the ways that you know that it will work. Yeah, yeah. Like if you want to play it safe, just use it as it is described. So yeah, <laughs> um, I, I recommend it for uh, beginners. Just um, just learn the material design and use it as it's intended to use it and then when you get good at it then you can play a little bit with it yeah and if you want if you are an, uh, a beginner then you can also start with um, the post of at ux.effects um, <laughs> there you can see a, a little bit uh, about why everything is named something and how you can use it for yourself so 
That's also a great thank, tip. <laughs> th thank you for the promotion. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> um, so, uh, how many posts do you have right now? I don't. I haven't checked it. Like around forty or fifty or something. Ah, oh, no, no, no. Hmm. It's it's just thirty. Just thirty. Okay. Yeah, I also thought there will be more of them by yeah. now, but but yeah, yesterday was the 30th one <laughs> okay well you gained uh, around 800 followers already so that that's really uh quickly for the the time that you started um what advice would you give for someone starting out on instagram right this second with like zero followers um i would just say create a content that uh People can really benefit from it and don't just copy-paste what everyone else is doing because uh, you will never um, stand out that way. And don't don't spam other people. Like I see a lot of people just commenting on some posts and other people's posts like just, oh, great, oh, great post. But they they don't um, keep the conversation going like they they don't show real interest they just um do it for the engagement purposes and that could work for a while but um, um that won't get you far so just be consistent uh learn how to use hashtags properly uh respond to your dms respond to your comments uh engage with other people uh leave purposeful comments on other people's posts and um just be as active as you can but don't spam people with too much stories or something like nobody wants to see a bunch of stories that um, don't have any value i think i at least for me i, I feel that way i think you uh, cramped like 20 tips in 40 seconds so that's a great <laughs> great <laughs> answer uh, i think we have to chop that up in, in like 10 pieces of content because that that are great tips for someone starting <laughs> out i i especially like the, the part where you said um, I, I don't know if you get that a lot. I don't get it a lot, but people that just comment, nice, okay, great, great post. Uh... Um, I, I, I did get some of them, but I see it more on uh, the big profiles, you know, like, I don't know, UI Helen, I really like her, or UX Mars, or uh, Troopty. Um, like some people just comment great, nice, or they comment something that is totally not related. Like you can see that they didn't even read the post, but they're just here just to leave a comment to to get your attention. Yeah, to to I, show I that avatar. Point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It. it do you know like uh, how Behance works? I freaking hate every commenter over there. It's always yeah. like, oh, nice post. Can you check mine? Can you check yeah, my profile? Yeah, yeah. It's... yeah exactly. Great work. Yeah. Uh, 
can you give me a feedback about my work as well? <laughs> like, nobody got time for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I have a profile on Behance, but I'm not so active. Uh, like, some projects, there are most, I mostly have, like, personal projects there because I cannot show some real projects, let's say. Uh, but I don't even have a Dribble. Do you have a Dribble? Um, I have Dribble, but I never use it, actually. Yeah. Um, I, f I feel like Dribble is more of just uh, a highlight, highlight uh, thing for illustrators or something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get a lot of um, inspiration or value from it because it feels so tiny. It's like they make like one button and they make it super fancy and and all. And I think, yeah, how can I use that? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more the UI, but yeah, it's not a good UX part. No, I, I feel like uh, Behance actually has more. UX related stuff that can really inspire you in uh, how you can handle like certain pages or uh, for instance yeah. uh, with the agency where I work at there um, we had a lot of projects in a in a short time with uh, real estate and I wanted to know like what could work and we also looked at uh, how others did it in in the field like in the Netherlands but it's also great mm -hmm. to look on Behance because real estate is a pretty uh, large, um, uh, yeah, couple of posts of people that did high-end stuff for high-end clients, and mm -hmm. that was really valuable in getting inspiration and in how how they solved like the the UX problems that they have. Yeah, yeah, that's a great source of inspiration. Uh, I also like to go on Pinterest. Although it's just the visual part, but um, you can find a lot of inspiration there as well. What uh, do, can, can you explain it a bit more? How how do you use uh, Pinterest for UX design? Uh, for example, the last uh, design I did was for a food magazine. So for for the job application, I was uh, telling you in the DM. Yeah. Uh, so, so I got the brief, and uh, I got a couple of websites that the client liked, but they looked so outdated. Uh, so I was just searching for some inspiration, like um, how to design a recipe uh, page, or how how to um, present the ingredients of the recipe. And I, I just typed like recipe website in Pinterest and you get a ton of pictures of nice designs. So that is how I got inspired. Okay, great tip. I only use like in, uh, Pinterest for ideas for in the house or something, but. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I used to use it uh, like that as well, but um, now when, when I discovered that there are also some nice design works there as well i use it for that also that's a great tip i'll look into it um, and great <laughs> <laughs> so um i wanted to ask you um, what is your favorite way to to learn new things um 
I love reading books, design books. Um, if I can, uh, I get the uh, real, real book. If I can't, then I just um, go through PDFs and highlight uh, what is the most important. Uh, and also, I really love online classes, but I make sure to always take notes, like real notes, like I'm in school in my notebook, because I think um, that is how I learn the most. And also reading articles, um, going through some posts, and I save a lot of posts, and then let's say once in every two weeks I go through them and see um, on which topic I want to expand my knowledge, so then I Google it, watch some YouTube videos, and so on. I think for me, mm, the best way I learn is by taking notes, like creating my notes, like the knowledge that I receive, I kind of transform it in a way that is uh, acceptable for me. And I think that's the best way I learn personally yeah i actually do the same i feel like if i don't write it down it won't stick for me somehow yeah and do you also do it on paper yeah yeah on paper like i have a special notebook where like every time i start learning something i put the title and the date and i just take notes i try to organize it somehow and then after a while if I um, need to look it up I don't have to uh, watch the course again or anything like I have the most important things on in my notes so it's quite useful and also I can make posts out of them yeah I think it's a real source of inspiration for new content as well if you yeah. stick to it yeah and Every time you write something down, it kind of sinks in deeper, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I feel the same. Yeah, yeah. So, Helena, do you have uh, any more design uh, books that you can recommend to people? Uh, I think that The Design of Everyday Thing by Dan Norman is a must. It, it's not uh, strictly uh, design-related, but... It shows you how how we use design in our everyday lives. For example, um, this book created the term the Norman door. You know, when you came up to a door and you don't know whether to push it or to pull it. So this really shows you how important it is to think about human behavior and defining users when creating any product and you can implement it into designing digital projects as well. And then I would recommend the book um, Don't Make Me Think. It is also an older book but it's, it also shows you how the users think, um, how do they interact with uh, digital products and it is filled with example so it's really easy to read it and enjoyable so definitely these two ones 
Okay, very cool tips. Did, did you also read uh, Don Norman's book in college or? Uh, no, I just read it like two months ago, I think. And a pro tip, uh, you also have it uh, as an audiobook on YouTube. So if you don't want to read it, you can listen to it. But I recommend both. Like I love hearing the audio and reading the book. It's like double pleasure, let's say. Uh, so yeah, you can always find a way to read something if you want there's a lot of resources on the internet so no excuses for not reading <laughs> yeah don norman's book is also quite old book uh, like from 1984 or something or 1990s yeah. or I, I i don't recall the exact uh, publishing date but i i remember that that was like the number one book that we needed to read in college it was like almost every class, not in the first year, but like second year to last year, to, to the last year there, always recommended read that book, read that book, use, uh, mm -hmm. use the things that he says. And like, I don't remember a lot of things from the book, so I probably need to reread it again. But when you said the doors, I immediately was talking, uh, thinking to myself like, uh, the book is about door handles. The book is about door <laughs> handles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you said the Norman door. So, yeah. and uh, yeah. the other book I, I, I have not uh, read that one. So I'll uh, write it down and see if I can get a copy from that or something. Mm -hmm. I will also uh, talk it talk to you about that. Okay, the great. DM, and I can recommend some other bonds as well. So, oh, uh, and and yeah, um, I just made a highlight today uh, with some books I recommend reading, and I will be adding into the highlight so we can check it on my Instagram account if everybody if anyone's interested in knowing more books. So you can check that out. Yeah, I, I also have a couple of recommendations that I uh, read. Um, recently so maybe you can make a, a shared story or post or something oh to, yeah uh, that, that's a great idea yeah because uh, i recently read uh, the war of art i don't mm -hmm. know if you've read that one but no it's, it's not familiar it's about um how creatives get stuck in not doing anything mm -hmm. uh, not getting uh anything out in the world and uh yeah he puts a great perspective in just creating something that you really like and finding the true passion for yourself as an artist so that one was a, a great way for me to actually yeah even start this podcast oh so, so it, it sounds very interesting yeah it's very interesting actually so i wouldn't recommend it if you're uh really creative and you're already putting out all the stuff but if you feel like um you have a lot of times where you're stuck then mm -hmm. you can definitely read it and uh give some perspective for yourself so uh that's a great one and i also read um uh it's called a hundred things that every designer should know about people oh uh, that book is from 
psychologist and she studied human behavior and it's really interesting for designers it's um yeah she explains why people can only remember like four things you know that uh, little game where you have to tell uh something add one thing and then set it to say it to the next person and like after a couple of things they don't remember what the first one said yeah yeah yeah, the, yeah. that little game uh, she explains like uh how did it uh, how does that work in your brain and how can you implement that in like designs and such so that's that's really cool it's uh quick actionable and you can it's also a ton of content for people that are interested in in diving deeper in like one of the things i uh, the, the one thing that stuck with me is the remembering thing. So if you make, make a step where people need to remember a lot of stuff when they go to the next step, that, that will not work. You need to show yeah. them like uh, little handles, little reminders of, uh, is this what you put in like um, in step one and um, all those kind of implementations for your design. So yeah, this. I, I think I saw it in some post as a recommendation and uh, I really thought of uh, reading it and thank you for the reminder because it really sounds very interesting like combining the psychology and design it it sounds perfect yeah. thank you yeah and um, yeah we'll talk about a bit more about doing some kind of post on that because I really mm -hmm. enjoy reading books on design and um, from what I hear, you do it a lot, of, a lot for yourself as well. So yeah, great to hear. Great. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask one more thing and, um, that's what is a thing that you like to explore more of? Um, you mean like in everyday life or in design in general? Whatever fits your answer. Um, I really like traveling, which now it's not an option, but um, yeah, just exploring other cultures, let's say, by traveling, and that is one of my main uh, focuses in uh, in life, other than designing, of course. And what is the first thing you're going to visit when uh, this this uh, this is all over? <laughs> Um, I think that first I will go to Italy because I used to go there like every two months or so just to to go there for pizza or something because I live very close to it. It's like one hour away. So I think definitely I will go there just just to uh, just to remind myself of how it is to to go somewhere outside of your country but this year i would really like to visit moscow um so yeah we'll see how it goes hopefully i will go somewhere yeah. new this year if this situation gets better i hope so too uh, i really hope yeah let's be optimistic about it <laughs> yeah well that that were uh, the questions that i wanted to ask you so elena i want to thank you for uh, being a guest on the show uh, i think it yep. was really insightful and 
um, you gave the listeners uh, a lot of tips to implement. And yeah, I think it was uh, really helpful. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's really an honor. And I really enjoyed this conversation and I hope that somebody will get something out of it. And yeah, thank you. And I hope to to chat with you in the future as well. And I'm looking forward to listen to your other podcasts as well. And yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to uh, end this uh, conversation with uh, with one question for the audience. And I'd like to give you the honor of asking them. So, um, Helena, do you have uh, one question for the audience? Oh, hmm. My biggest question for the audience would be, um, they should answer this uh, first to themselves. Uh, do they really do, do they follow their passion, let's say? and. Um, how are they living their life uh, by following their passion? Like, do they enjoy in doing things they do or they just do it for the paycheck? And how, how could they change it to live more enjoyable life? I think that's a great question. And that's literally, literally one of the reasons why I started this podcast to um, get people on that follow their passion. And uh, I also want to know from the people that are listening, if they are following their passion. So that's yeah. a great question. Yeah, and I think um, maybe it sounds abstract, like what is my passion? Like many people think that is something huge, but just do you enjoy when you are doing something? Do you do it just because you enjoy it or you just want to get it over with, you know? Like, passion isn't some big abstract word, but just follow what you enjoy doing. Passion can right also be for like uh, uh, one year or something, something you knew you want to try out. Yeah. It's not always the, the path that you really want to take. But... Yeah. Hmm. Okay, well, Helena, thank you for the question. Thank you for uh, uh, being a guest on the show again. And uh, yeah, we'll talk Welcome. with each other uh, fairly, qu fairly quickly, I think. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Okay, thank, thank you. you and um, bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, goodbye. That's about it. Thank you so much for listening to this show. I hope it was enjoyable to you and you also got some valuable insights. It would mean the world to me if you could let me know what you thought about this episode. You can find me on Instagram at root.explore, R-U-U-D dot E-X-P-L-O-O-R. Or on Twitter, root underscore explore. So let's have a chat and hopefully see you next time. Bye bye.